Hello, 90s footy fans. Welcome to episode 66 of the 90s Club Footy Podcast. This week, we talk with former St Kilda and North Melbourne midfielder, Joe McLaren. Joe, a Karoit Saints product from the Hampton Football Netball League, was picked up by St Kilda in the 1995 AFL National Draft with pick 22 from the Geelong Falcons. Joe spent five seasons at Moorabbin, playing 57 games before moving to North Melbourne for the 2001 season, playing a further 12 games. In this episode, Joe speaks about moving to the big smoke from the country, running around with the likes of Harvey Lowe, Burke and Everett, the 1996 Ansat Cup Grand Final, playing under Tim Watson, playing for North Melbourne and living with Brent Boomer Harvey. I hope you enjoy the 66th member of the 90s Club Footy podcast, Joe McLaren. Joe McLaren, thank you for joining me on the 90s Club Footy podcast, mate. Great to have you on and looking forward to reminiscing about your time at St Kilda in North Melbourne. Thanks, Billy. Uh, pleasure to be here. Hey, mate, can I ask you, before we talk all things footy, for those that sort of, you know, want to know what Joe McLaren's up to these days, what are you doing with yourself currently and do you still have any footy involvement? Uh, currently working as a dairy farmer on a family farm. Uh, work with my old man, which is which is fantastic. So it's, um, that's where I'm at at the moment. And as far as footy goes, uh, just recently retired, I suppose, only a few years ago. Um, but I helped out a little bit with the reserves over the last couple of years. And uh, this year I sort of, yeah, unfortunately haven't uh, had much time to get involved at the footy club this year just due to work commitments and, and all those sorts of things. So, but yeah, no, it's been a long, uh, long journey. And, mate, obviously from Croyt in the Hampton Football Netball League, and we were talking the other day, you and I, and you've played over 400 senior games of footy, which is an unbelievable effort, obviously, from your AFL to um, some waffle and then obviously coming back to the Hampton League, plus some rep stuff as well. Uh, an amazing effort, mate. Yeah, the body's paying for it now, though, unfortunately. <laughs> so, yeah, look, it, I suppose I was pretty resilient um, with, with the body. Um, never had any major real issues that, um, would put me out for a, a 12-month period or anything like that, as, as some players, unfortunately, re- receive over their careers. But, um, yeah, and, and I suppose with the injuries, uh, there was nothing that I couldn't probably get through. Um, yeah, to stop me playing footy, which was, which was really pleasing and it gave me the chance to, yeah, continue on um, playing for all those years. Joe, you were drafted by St Kilda with pick 22 in the 1995 AFL draft. What can you remember of the lead-up? Were the Saints extremely keen to get you on board or did you have a few other sides that um, had spoken to you and come draft day thinking that you may end up somewhere else besides St Kilda? Yeah, look, I only actually got a phone call from St Kilda Football Club uh, of John Beveridge. It was about an hour before the draft um, and he said that if I was still there, they were going to take me. And um, that was a bit of a shock, to be honest. Um, most of the contacts I'd had uh, prior to the draft was um, was Melbourne Footy Club and, and the Adelaide Crows were showing a little bit of interest too. So, uh, there was yeah, there was nothing from St Kilda right until, uh, yeah, that, that sort of that last minute with that phone call and, yeah, and the, the rest is history. How did you find out you got drafted? Obviously, I think there may have been a telecast, but sometimes I think it was some delayed back in that mid-90s period. How did you find out that you were picked up by St Kilda in the end? Yeah, got got another phone call from John Beveridge right as my name was about to ring out and said, uh, you're still here, mate, we're taking you. So, and then it was, yeah, and we were sitting in the lounge room here in, uh, at Woolsthorpe and uh, all the family and, yeah, and they read my name out. So that would have been, 
Were you uh, you would have been eighteen? So had school finished, or did you leave school earlier, or um, no, no, was it school no, holidays, or yeah, school school um, finished. And I was sort of had finished year twelve and um, was sort of working by then anyway. So um, working on the farm and, and all that sort of stuff, and then yeah, and then away it went. Mate, it would have been a pretty intimidating time going to Moorabbin for the first time with uh, pre-season training. Those first few sessions, I'll look at the names that you would have been running around with at that time. Robert Harvey, Nathan Burke, Stewie Lowe, Winmar, Everett, just to name a few. Uh, what was what can you remember those first few sessions at Moorabbin running around with those superstars? I'll never forget the first time I walked into the Moorabbin uh, change room. Uh, Spider Everett was maybe a metre or so inside the door and I'd never seen anyone so long in my life. He... Um, <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he almost blocked out the light. He was that, uh, he was that tall. But, um, yeah, it was very daunting for it. I don't think I'd only been to Melbourne two or three times in my life. Um, and that was probably two of those times where we're playing footy um, with Geelong Falcons. So uh, we didn't we didn't get down to Melbourne very often as, as kids. Um, we might have got down to a couple of AFL games. Oh, I can remember one as a kid going to the MCG. Um, so, yeah, look. I had no idea where I was going. I, I think I might have missed missed the start of the first couple of training sessions just because I didn't know where I was going. I was lost. Um, <laughs> Dad bought me a car and a, and, and a Melways and said, good luck. Um, <laughs> and I, I needed every bit of it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, I love it. Um, was there someone that sort of took you under your wing when you got to St. Kilda, mate? It was like a bit of a mentor, I guess, from the playing group? Or? Oh, yeah, Nicky Winmar, to be honest, was, was, one of the, was one of the guys that really sort of he sort of took to all the new faces at the club a little bit, and I suppose I was drafted uh, potentially as a as a wingman. Um, that's where I sort of played in Geelong Falcons football. So, and uh, and Cuz obviously played um, a, a lot of footy on the wing, as we all know, and um, was fantastic at it. So he sort of, yeah, he sort of dragged you along a little bit, but it, was, it just wasn't him. It was it was everyone. It was just the that's what I suppose the AFL footy system uh, is and probably was about back then. It's, uh, it's Kids coming into a program and you're trying to make them as comfortable as possible. And look, some some succeed and some don't, and it's um, and that's the way it is. But yeah, no, a very daunting, very daunting sort of stage of your, I suppose, your life when you're, as you said, 18 years of age, don't know where you're going, and you just can't find training. So, but um, you know, Nicky yeah, Wimmer, I suppose, was one that really, yeah, put his arm around me a little bit and helped me out a bit. So it was, yeah, that no, was good. Your timing to St Kilda was pretty good, mate, um, in the fact that your first season was the 96 season. Um, and the Saints had a bit of early success that year too. Obviously, still, we had the pre-season cup, the Ansett Cup going on, and the Saints yep. were victorious that day, 96. You had a win over Carlton by 58 points. Um, yep. And it was at Waverley Park. What can you remember of that night, mate? Uh, oh, after the game, it was pretty hectic. There was a lot of people around and a lot of people celebrating. Um, oh, sorry, correct. St Kilda hadn't. Uh, won any silverware since their their one and only premiership. So, to, so that was it was amazing. I, I can still remember seeing video footage later on of a, of a fella climbing the goalpost and uh, swinging off it. He was that excited. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was it was crazy. It, um, to go there, to go down to Melbourne and, and playing a, uh, even though it was only pre season premiership, but um, to, to playing something like that at an AFL level was yeah, it was out of this world for me. And a nice win against the Blues too. Can you remember much about the game? I know it's a few years ago now, but can you remember much about the game? I think I might have played on Ange Christo for a little bit. Um, I kicked the goal in the first quarter. I remember that. And uh, mum and dad were still in the, couldn't get in. They were, they were still in the car trying to get into the car park. There was that many people out there. So, um, oh, look, we probably celebrated a little bit too hard, I reckon. 
after the game. Um, I think we might have lost the first three or four games of the home and away season. So, <laughs> yeah, look, but look, times are different back then, and yeah, it was um, yeah, it was well celebrated. I'll tell you what, you're not the only Saints player that I've had on this podcast say the same thing. I was talking to Jack Daniels and also Spider, and they said exactly the same thing, that we might have got a little bit too hard too early. And, uh, yeah, the early season home and away form wasn't strong. No, it wasn't, it wasn't too strong. Um, yeah, we didn't we didn't win too many games in the first uh, little bit of the season. But, um, oh, look, that, you know, as, you, as you said, that's a memory that you can look back on and, and have a laugh now. But, yeah, maybe we probably should have been a little bit different. But, anyway, that's history, isn't it? Hey, Joe, what was it like playing at Waverley Park? Obviously, you know, this current day, um, we've got Marvel um, Stadium in Melbourne and obviously the MCG and not many more of the, any suburban grounds really being in use, um, unless for VFL or AFLW. What was it like at playing at Waverley Park? You know, obviously uh, a lot different to what we sort of see at the G and, and Marvel Stadium of recent years. Yeah, well, I, I used to love playing at Waverley. It's the, the big ground and I suppose one thing Nicky Winmar said to me uh, when I first ran out on the ground, give and go and get again. And if you're, if you're able to run and, I suppose, and break the line back then, it was, it was what it was all about and kicking the footy long. If you were able to run and get to where the ball was going to be, you could, you could find yourself a bit of space on, on Waverley. So, yeah, look, I, I used to love playing out there. It was a great ground. Um, Arctic Park, as they used to call it. it um, yeah, look, it did get cold in the winter and all that sort of stuff, but look, it was another footy ground. And, I, yeah, for me personally, I, I, it was a great ground to play on. And they had the best showers in the in the AFL back then. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard of some shockers. Western Oval is probably one that I've heard. Do you ever play at the Western Oval? <laughs> I did play a bit of footy at the Western Oval. <laughs> um, it was still going when we uh, when I first sort of went down there. And, and Optus Oval was another one that I played a bit of AFL footy on as well. So yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to say that I've, I played on those grounds playing uh, AFL footy. But um, yeah, as you said, those grounds are being utilised for for different brands of, of the game now, and um, it's great that they're still being used. Your pre-season form in 96 must have been impressive in the fact that you played the first eight games of the year, Joe. Um, can you recall much of your debut game against North Melbourne? And that would have been a big occasion for you as well, obviously, you know, making that AFL debut. You know, a boy from, uh, you know, Caroit in the Hampton League uh, making his way in the big smoke. Yeah. Oh, look, I remember running out the ground and um, I think I might start on the half-forward flank and... Um, Look, as I said, we we didn't uh, we didn't play great footy in the first couple of rounds. We we got uh, we got thumped. So I um, suppose you you forget about the, the thumpings pretty quickly and, and move on. But uh, look, yeah, it was a long time ago now, Hilly. To be, to be honest, um, I'd rather I suppose nowadays I'd rather sort of think about the days of Croyd. But um, yeah, look, it, it, it's just one of those things. It was a long time ago, and and happy to do it. But look, now the memory of running out. Uh, in, in my debut game, as I said, I can, I can remember running out and yeah, lined up on the half-forward flank and, and the rest might be a little bit of a blur nowadays. 
Mate, in 1997, the Saints had a great year. Unfortunately, you only played in a couple of games that year. Did you have any injuries or was it just a hard lineup to sort of crack into? A bit of both. I hurt my ankle uh, early, um, gave it a bit of a reef, and, and it sort of never came good, to be honest. Um, I sort of, and still to this day, I sort of, the right ankle's not too great, but it's, um, yeah, look, I, I lost the form a little bit. Yeah, got a bit of an injury and, and then just couldn't break back into the side. And, um, that's footy. Yeah, you, know, you, you go down there, and there's, well, there's I think there's 42 on the list back then, and not uh, not everyone gets a senior game. So you just sort of do your best and stick at it, and and uh, later on down the track, I was I was able to break into the side and and uh, and get a few games on them about. Obviously, a grand final berth for the team that year, mate, against the Adelaide Crows, and unfortunately, yeah. you know the uh, the result didn't go the way of the Saints. But what was your involvement during that week? Were you sort of on the cusp of maybe getting a chance to? get a late recall or, you know, what was your involvement during the week, you know, training and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah, I was actually, I was, I was sort of there about, so I sort of finished off the season pretty well in the reserves that year. Um, and I was, sort of, I was in the 25. Um, I just, yeah, unfortunately they didn't give me the nod. They, it was, came down to myself and, uh, and, and Robbie Neal was the, uh, was the other fella and, and they picked Robbie over me and, um, yeah, the rest is, the rest is the way it goes. So, but um, look, just uh, just the involvement and, and being involved in that in, in that group leading into a grand final and the, and the final training session, it was yeah, it's something that you would never ever forget. Just the amount of people at Moorabbin that on that Thursday night. Um, but I think Moorabbin only held maybe ten or twelve thousand people, and there would have been twenty five there. <laughs> uh, there, there, were, there, oh, there, were, there were people everywhere. So it was just look, it was an amazing, it was an amazing thing to go through. Um, I think. I think all lead up to, to all grand finals for, for every player, whether it's footy or, or, or whatever sport you're playing in. It's a, it's a great thing to, to be a part of. And I suppose you, you as a person, no, you, you remember the part that you want to remember. And some, unfortunately, sometimes you, you, you want to forget about grand finals. But look, that was, that was one that was um, great, a great experience for me personally. I want to ask you, um, obviously, with a Hampton League hat on there, um, obviously, one of your teammates that had a great year that year in 97 was Jason Heatley up forward. He ended up um, coming down to the Hampton League for a season. Did you yep. Were you back playing in the Hampton League when when Heatley was coaching the Warrnambool Blues? No, no. I was in South, oh, sorry, Western Australia when, when Chicken was over here. Yeah. So, look, great footballer and a, and a ripping bloke to boot. Um, Jason, he um, yeah, fantastic kick of the footy. He, uh, he really found his stripes there for for a period of time, um, and was one of the most dominant uh, full forwards in the, in, in the AFL. So it's um, yeah, look, terrific fella. Um, he uh, yeah, no, he, he's a good fella off the field too. So, but yeah, no, I I didn't have any involvement with him when he was in uh, in the hand league. The '98 season, mate, you were able to string a few more games together, and especially in that latter part of the year, um, you also got to play a couple of finals. That must have been a huge thrill playing in that sem- September action. It just it's another level up, isn't it? The September sort of football. Yeah, definitely, definitely it goes to a different level. It's um, it, all finals go to a different level. And I suppose it doesn't matter what footy you're playing, but um, it once again, uh, similar to the grand final, it's just it's something that you'll never forget. Is in regard to being involved in it, um, you know, the the atmosphere is better. Uh, everyone's on edge all week, so it's look, it's it's a fantastic experience. It really is. How did you go preparing for a game each week, Joey? Obviously, it was sort of at that stage where um, it was sort of semi-professional turning into professional. Did you have to work when you were down there or was it footy full-time for you when you're at the at the Saints? 
Uh, no, I was full-time. Um, some blokes did a little bit of part-time work. I, I actually did my apprenticeship as a, as a carpenter while I was down there. Um, didn't quite finish the, um, the schooling part of it, unfortunately. It just, that's just the way it sort of went. I was, um, I was working with Chewy Lowe. Um, he's a he's a builder, and uh, I um I sort of got a, a bit of my apprenticeship out of the way when I was with him. So, but yeah, you didn't you didn't uh, you didn't have a lot of free time uh, uh, even back then with with the training loads and and all those sorts of things. And maybe maybe early on in that sort of ninety six and seven mark was when we were sort of working. But then later on into into those years that um yeah work was it was pretty hard to do because you. You, know, you might have an hour here and an hour there, and with you know, gym sessions and physios and you know, massage and all, all the, you know, everything that you would be doing over a week um, in preparation for a game of footy. Um, it, it does it does take a lot of time. So you, know, you just look at the AFL program right now. You know, those guys are they're a full time employee of a footy club, and they spend their time at the footy club. Um, you know, whether it's getting the massage or doing the gym session, whatever it might be, you know. So. Um, that's I was sort of on the yeah, on the on the turning point as far as professional football not working to say professional football and having a bit of a part time job. Mate, ninety C nineteen ninety nine was your your best season, I think. From you know, like you look at the statistics and so forth. You played all twenty two games, and it was Tim Watson was your coach that year. Tell us a bit yep. about what Tim was like to play under, and I guess um, you know his appointment was a maybe a, a real benefiting. Uh, Factor for you because you got to see a bit of continuity in your football and, and get that real opportunity. Yeah, I, I think the the changing of the of the coach for me was was fantastic. Obviously, with with Tim coming in, but it was almost a different mentality. Um, I understand, you know, and look at those sort of coaches back then. It was a bit of a dictatorship. Um, that's the that's the way it was coached, um, and that's the way the footy was played. Um, but nowadays it's obviously a, it's a, it's a, you look at today's game and it's, it's, everything's changing. Everyone gets an opinion and you know, your opinion might not be right, but, but we've still got to agree with it. And, and that's just life in general nowadays. But Tim came in with a different philosophy and, and it really resonated with me as a, as a footballer. So, um, we would, we would sit down and I, I, the one thing that he sort of really struck, he, he treated me like a bloke, not like another number. Um, we'd sit down and have a coffee and, and go through the game and it was and it was just completely it was honest but it was not um, uh, it, it wasn't the criticism wasn't angled at you uh, personally I suppose in, in regard to, to getting better at what you were doing so look it, yeah as I said Tim and I really resonated as uh, a coach and a player and, and I got the I probably got the best out of myself as a, 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 as a senior footballer that year that season, Joe, there's one game that really stood out for mine that 99 season and you were involved in it. it was uh, the game against Hawthorne at Waverley. You guys led by eight goals at quarter time and then fell short by 13 at the end. It was yeah. one of the great comebacks, I guess, of, the, of that time. Um, would have been a performance you guys would have been pretty disappointed with. Do you remember much about that game? I know it's hard sort of going back a long time, but that was yeah. one of the ones that really stands out from, uh, from one you may have been involved in. Yeah, look, at yeah, no, that is one game that you do remember. Um, is particularly when someone brings it up in a conversation. Sorry, um, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's all right, mate. Look, uh, you, have, you have no idea how many times I've been asked if I've been involved in that particular game. It's, um, I was lucky enough to be involved with Peter Knight's uh, with, with the Vic Country sort of footy, and um, and even just coming across him, that that was one topic that kept coming up. You know, 
we, we came back and beat us that day. So, um, look, if it's you know, fantastic on our behalf in, in the first half of the game, we were we didn't do a thing wrong. But then to, to Hawthorne's credit, wow, they just they took over. They ran harder. They they had more possession of the footy, and they they just outscored us. You know, games of footy like that happen. Might have happened for a grand final with Crichton Camperdown too, you know, coming from that sort of far down and getting up and winning. So, uh, it's a it's a good lesson for anyone who who's coming into the game. Yeah, you, you may be, you may think you're out of the game, but ten goals can be changed in, in a half footy. Again, the Saints are attack. They are very good, St Kilda. And this is a very very strong mark. Has been taken by Joe McLaren, who this year has averaged six marks a game. Why did we pick Geelong? <laughs> They are kicking with a strong freeze. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Joe McLaren, one of the big improvers under Tim Watson this year. He's played mainly in the forward line, and marking has been a strength. Surprise packet, in fact, for St Kilda. 50 metres out with a breeze behind him. Drills it. At the end of 2000, mate, you were traded to the North Melbourne Kangaroos. How did you feel about going to a new club? Were you happy to go and, I guess, get a new start and start fresh? Or was there a real wanting want to, to stay at the Saints and continue on there? No, I probably initiated um, the, the conversation to start with the trade. Um, I just felt like I, I just thought I needed a, maybe a bit of a new start. And um, if, that oppor- if that opportunity was there, I... I I'd consider taking it, and um, my, my management group spoke to the footy club, and 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 they were happy to, yeah, start the conversation, and and the and the conversation just got stronger and stronger, and he um, was sort of yeah, North Melbourne or or Essendon were were keen, and and the decision was made, and look, once you sort of start the trade conversation back then, you were out of the out of the loop. There wasn't it's not like free agency um, where you can. Got to pick where you want to go. I didn't. I didn't have the opportunity to pick where I was going to go, but um, I had the opportunity to say, "Look, I'd like to. Have, I'd like to start in another club and have a fresh go." So uh, that's where it was. And, and the North Melbourne trade um, for the St Kilda Footy Club, um, myself and uh, Matty Capuano, and that that worked for them. And yeah, and and that's what um, that's what happened. Pagan was your coach at the time at North Melbourne, mate. I think he had a couple of seasons before he uh, he finished up and went to Carlton. Uh, tell us a bit yeah. about Dennis Pagan, mate. Very passionate football person, um, and maybe you know might have had a sim. I guess you know you're talking about coaching similarities and so forth. Watson was a lot different. Els, I reckon you've probably gone back to maybe someone was a little bit similar to Stan Els, perhaps. Very, very much so, mate. Um, Dennis is a, a dictatorship coach. That's that's the way he decided to do, it, and that's. That's his decision. He was a senior coach. Um, look, it probably didn't get the best out of my footy personally, but it got the best out of um, uh, other players. You know, Dennis has got a, a great record in regard to coaching. Um, you know, players like Wayne Carey and uh, Brent Harvey and Glenn Archer, and uh, you know, the list is really long, and uh, they won flags and they uh, had a fantastic team. So, but look, when I went there, yeah, look, that's, that's footy. You can't, you can't agree with everybody. Um, life goes on. You, you move on. Look, Dennis and I, yeah, didn't see eye to eye, and I'm not gonna. I don't hide behind that at all. It's um, it just it, it is what it is. He gave me an opportunity, and um, and, and the, the opportunity came to an end, and um, I'd sort of at that end of that second year of of North Melbourne, I'd sort of I probably had enough of being in that, I suppose, environment where you're, yeah, you're you're just another number. So I. I decided to get away from Melbourne as far as 
as far as possible and, and play a bit of footy in Western Australia. You can't go much further than that. So we uh, yeah we packed up and went over to to uh, South Fremantle and spent a couple of years over there over there. And that, look, that was that was a was the rejuvenation of my footy, particularly in that second year over there. Was there any inkling or um, any you know clubs touching base? I guess with Fremantle and West Coast over there as well of maybe reviving the AFL career, or was there nah. interest in you to try and maybe revive it? Or oh no, nah, not really, mate. To be honest, I sort of I'd put the cue in the rack to it to a degree. Um, <laughs> yeah, look at you know, these guys to go out and play 250 AFL games. They're they're, they're different people. They're they're it's, what they do is. It's amazing that they can get their bodies to do what they do for so long. Um, you know, Brent Harvey, oh, look, I was lucky enough to live with Boomer. And, um, his professionalism and, and just the way he went about and his resilience as a player. And, and, and yeah, he had a body that didn't break down too, which he was pretty lucky with. But to, to do something like that is just huge. And look, after that, that sort of period of time, I knew I'd had enough. And uh, to, to go and play in the waffle, it is, look, it's, it's semi-professional footy. I no, I went to Western Australia. I had a job, um, and, and I played footy at, at South Fremantle. Um, maybe not the greatest footy in my first year. I sort of let the hair down a little bit too much, and especially out of the out of the <laughs> AFL program. But it was, but it was, it was a relief. Yeah, you, know, you sort of get locked up in that most cocoon of, of of an AFL football where everything you do, you, you I suppose you're scrutinised on, um, not just publicly, but no, in, in-house as well. So. Um, to go to South Fremantle and um, look, I had a great time over there. It was fantastic, mate. You speak about Boomer and uh, you know living with him. What was he like as a housemate, mate? He was a superstar on the footy ground. Was he a superstar as a housemate, or you know, did he have a few little uh, quirks and little uh, you know things that he used to do with uh, <laughs> at home? Yeah, look, he's a, he's a good man. I, I'm still in contact with Boomer every now and again, and um, he would be the most competitive person I think I've ever come across in my life. Um, whether it's Playing a game of cards to a game of pool, or, or or whatever it may have been, and um, I can guarantee you he's still got his first dollar, Boomer. <laughs> so, but look at what he's yeah, what he's been able to do as, as a footballer is just uh, it's outstanding. And and look, living with that bloke, I'll never. That's something I will never forget. We had some great times uh, on the field and, and off the field, and um, yeah, no, no, a fantastic fellow and a great family. His mum and dad, they. They sort of took me in a little bit too. We'd, we'd go over there for feed all the time, and um, and and became a, a small part of the family there for a little bit, which is which is great. Go oh, short to McLaren, got him. There was, one, there was one game last year, Joey McLaren at St Kilda. I thought it was his 15 minutes of fame last year. Disappointing season by him, where he played at full forward and he was exceptionally quick. Now, if you watch him come through here, he's actually. He's had to pull up there, but he sprinted from out wide to get in there, and his pace has worried his opponent to get there then. 20 minutes into this first quarter, Derm, and it's the first time the Kangaroos have taken a mark inside their forward 50. Took them 15 minutes to score anything here, so they need this. McLaren, 40 metres out. Good kick. He's kicked his first goal for the Kangaroos. Hey, mate, I really appreciated the chat. There's a couple of things I usually do at the end of the podcast. It's just a couple of quick handball questions, so... I'm going to give you yep. four names of uh, four ex-teammates, but a couple of uh, Saints and a couple of Kangaroos. And I just want you to share one word, just to give us a bit right. of a sense of this uh, of the teammate. Um, and I'll give you uh, I'll give you those now, and then I've got a couple other just quick ones to answer as well. So the first one, uh, big fella, David Sirikowski. Oh, a big man. <laughs> big, big. Yeah, he, everything's big on that man. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's a big man. <laughs> Nathan Burke. 
Inspirational would be one word that I'd use for Bergy. Max Hudgston. Fantastic defender. And the last one at your uh, North Melbourne days, Lee Colbert. Oh, what a tremendous bloke. Um, still in contact with Colby. Yeah, just a yeah, great fella. One of the one of the best blokes you'd ever come across um, on and off the field. Yeah, tremendous. Tremendous man. Mate, in your time in the AFL, who was your hardest opponent? Who did you enjoy running with? Or, you know, you said you played on the wing a lot of your time. Like, was there someone that you loved having to run with, you know, when you got to come up against them? Um, I suppose you're trying to beat the person you're playing on. So, um, look, I was lucky enough to have played against Chris Mainwaring um, early on. And he, he taught me a lesson on AFL footy when I, when I uh, put my hand out to shake his hand. He, uh, he he hit me in the middle of the sternum and I couldn't breathe for about, or oh, it felt like an hour. Um, welcome to the AFL, Tony said. <laughs> and so they did, to be challenged by those sorts of blokes, um, look, I was lucky enough to, to, to get given the job of tagging on um, on Nathan Buckley one day out at Waverley. And um, the coach said, look, we, we're not going to stop him getting the footy, but let's, let's see if we can stop him getting the ones uh, on the outside. And, um, look, I had, I had a reasonable day and, and and had a bit of success of doing it um, on on this particular day. So to be allowed uh, to be able to be given those opportunities to play against those sorts of blokes, and um, yeah, no, it's, it's something I'll never forget. Mate, who's the best character or characters that you uh, you had involvement with at either St Kilda or North Melbourne? I want to speak about characters. You know, the Larrikins, the one you could have a, a few cheeky beers with, and uh, you know, have a bit of fun that way. Oh, look, Lee Colbert's top of the list. Um, and, a, and a fellow by the name of John Spall. Um, I, was, I was lucky enough to play footy as those two guys at North Melbourne, and um, they're probably straight off the top of the bat. Just, yeah, real good fellas, hard doers, um, and, and, and a cheeky, quiet pot at the pub, and, and, a, and a heap of laughs. Just, yeah, great fellas. And, mate, the last thing uh, I want to ask you is what was the best thing about playing footy in the 1990s? Obviously, a different game now, both off the field and on the field. What was the best thing about being a part of 90s football? Um, Oh, probably the opportunity to play. Um, I suppose as a kid, every a lot of I did. I dreamed of playing BFL or BFL footy back then. I suppose um, before it turned to AFL. Um, that's what I wanted to do. Um, from, from 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 as much as I can remember in my life, that I'm going to go and play AFL footy. Um, and I was able to do that. And uh, I look back, and I'm I'm su- I'm super proud that I was able to do that. Um, but our life goes on and, and all those sorts of things and you, and you move away from those sorts of environments and you go to the next part of your life and, and all that. But it's, um, it's, it is one thing that I'll never forget playing AFL footy. Joe McLaren, thank you for jumping on the 90s Club Footy Podcast, mate. Great to reminisce about your time at both the Saints and the North Melbourne Kangaroos. Thanks, Ellie. Much, uh, much appreciated, mate. That's the end of episode number 66. If you've missed any previous episodes, you can catch them all on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. We're on all the social media platforms, so drop us a line on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter on any particular episode you've enjoyed or a guest you would love to hear. Next week, our guest is former Western Bulldog defender, Matthew Croft. It's tough, it's rugged, it's good, solid AFL football.